Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. On today's show, we'll hear from Dr. Jake Hebert, physicist and research associate with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Dr. Hebert. We at the Institute for Creation Research argue that the universe is much younger than is often claimed. Uh, Secular scientists claim it's about 13.8 billion years old, and yet we would argue that it's around 6,000 years old. And that position comes from Scripture. If you take seriously the historical information in Scripture, you get an age for the age of the earth as well as the universe of about 6,000 years. Yet many Christians are uncomfortable with that position because they think that science has proven that the earth and universe are billions of years old. And they think that we are somewhat like Don Quixote attacking windmills and fighting a losing battle that we can't possibly win. But people need to realize that science cannot prove that the earth is young or old. And let me repeat that because that's extremely important. Science cannot prove that the earth is young or old. Now, why is that? It's because age is not something you measure in a laboratory. When scientists come up with these ages for rocks and other things, these are calculated numbers based on assumptions about the past. They make assumptions about starting conditions, and they make assumptions about rates and processes, and then they calculate these numbers. And because creation scientists and secular scientists have very different starting assumptions about the past, they come to radically different conclusions about the age of the earth. You know, think about this for a moment. If you did not actually know even your own age by a birth certificate or by the testimony of your parents— it might be hard to estimate even your own age, let alone the age of something else. So why is it that creation scientists and secular scientists have such different uh, perspectives on this issue? The secular scientists hold to a philosophy called uniformitarianism, uh, which is summed up by the motto, the present is the key to the past. And, And uniformitarianism holds that the processes that we see going on today operating at more or less the rates and intensities we see today are sufficient to explain Earth history. So, for instance, today, erosion is very slow. And they would argue uniformitarians or secular scientists who hold to these uniformitarian philosophy would say that because it's slow today, it's always been slow. Today, seafloor sediments are accumulating slowly on the ocean floor. So they would say that that's always been the case. Sediments have always accumulated slowly on the ocean floor. So you have different starting assumptions. Creation scientists think that there was a flood, as described in the Bible, a catastrophic worldwide flood, and erosion and sedimentation would have been much, much faster during the flood than they are today. So because we start out with different assumptions, we come to different answers. So how do you tell who's right? If you assume one thing, you get one answer. 
If you assume something else, you get a different answer. Well, really, the only logical way to settle this issue is to do an internal critique of the other guy's position. And that's where you assume, for the sake of argument, his assumptions and show that they lead to a logical contradiction. And so we do this a lot in the creation science movement. For instance, we will often take secular assumptions and show that they're incompatible with an old age for the earth. So even when you make assumptions, assumptions that assume uniformitarianism and that are generous to the old earth and evolutionary position, you often end up with contradictions. And there's all kinds of examples of this. Uh, Spiral galaxies, they wind up as they rotate over time. And if the galaxies really are billions of years old, as we are told, we shouldn't be able to see the spiral structures in these galaxies. The Earth's magnetic field, secular scientists have no way to explain how it could be in existence for billions of years, even though they believe that's the case. And there are indications that the Earth's magnetic field is quite young. We also find original biomolecules in dinosaur bones, in spite of the fact that lab experiments indicate that these fragile molecules simply cannot survive for millions of years. So we see that even when we make assumptions that are generous to the secular position, you often have many indicators that we live in a young universe. In fact, most age estimates, even when you make these uniformitarian assumptions, these age estimates are incompatible with an old earth and universe. Yet secular scientists tend to focus on the handful of methods that seem to favor an old earth and an old universe. So that's the reason that science in and of itself cannot definitively answer how old something is. It would be far better if you could have eyewitness testimony from a reliable witness. And of course, that's exactly what the Bible is claiming to be, is claiming to be God's eyewitness testimony of the creation of the universe. And so we believe that that is much, much more reliable than simply making assumptions about the past, assumptions which are unprovable and which often lead to logical contradictions. And we'll see in a moment uh, in the next segment why this issue is so important and why we at ICR think this is a big deal. Let's take a short break. Stay with us. The design of the human body inspires awe and fascination, and for good reason. It's made up of so many different parts and systems, all working together for a greater purpose. Check out our book, Guide to the Human Body, to discover astonishing facts about the construction of the cell, the mechanics of hands and feet, and the incredible abilities of the brain. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to the Human Body will answer questions you didn't even know you had. How do our eyes give us sight? How does a baby take its first breath? What happens to the human body in outer space? Guide to the Human Body's full-color images and easy-to-read format shows our amazing design points to the ultimate designer, God. Order your copy from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation. Here's Dr. Hebert. Based on the historical information in the Bible, it's very clear that the universe is young, about 6,000 years old. There is no hint of millions of years anywhere in the Bible. In most dating methods, even when you make assumptions 
that are generous to the idea of millions of years, those age estimates are incompatible with the secular age assignments for the Earth and universe. So naturally, we at ICR, at the Institute for Creation Research, argue that the Earth is young. Yet there are many Christians who disagree. They would argue that this is a side issue and that we should not get too worked up over it. They would say that it's not really all that important. Well, it's funny that the evolutionists don't seem to think so. If you have anyone who questions uh, the idea that the earth is billions of years old, scorn is heaped on those people. In fact, there have been examples in the recent past of high-profile political candidates who have been ridiculed for either believing in a young earth or simply saying they didn't know how old the earth was. In fact, there was one case where a politician, he sort of punted on how old the earth was, but that wasn't good enough for the evolutionists. They were raking him over the coals simply because he would not take a position on the age of the earth. It wasn't enough that he didn't even say that he believed the earth was young. Simply because he didn't take a position on it, they were raking him over the coals. So the fact that evolutionists get a lot more worked up over this issue suggests that there may be a lot more to it and that this issue might be a lot more important than a lot of Christians think. And I think the testimony of Scripture on this issue is overwhelming. Uh, As we said earlier, there's no hint of millions of years anywhere in the Bible. In fact, it is very clear that the Lord Jesus himself believes in a recent creation. And there's four verses of Scripture that really make that absolutely clear. The first is Mark 10, 6, where the Lord Jesus says that, but from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. That is Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve were not made male and female billions of years after the beginning of creation. No, they were made male and female from the very beginning. In Mark chapter 13, verse 19, the Lord says, For in those days there will be tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the creation which God created until this time, nor ever shall be. So the Lord is saying that tribulation trials have been going on pretty much since the very beginning of the universe. Well, how can that be if you believe in an old universe? Remember, according to the evolutionary story, Intelligent life did not evolve until billions of years after the original Big Bang event that allegedly occurred. So this doesn't make any sense. But we know that as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God imposed the curse, death and suffering entered the world. And so clearly, according to both the testimony of Genesis and the Lord Jesus himself, there has been tribulation since the very beginning. And then there's another verse Luke chapter 11, verses 50 through 51a, where he says that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation, uh, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias. So the Lord is saying that prophets have been killed since the very beginning of the world. Well, when was Abel killed? We know that Adam had his son Seth who was seen as a replacement for Abel when he was 130 years old. So the death of Abel probably occurred somewhere around that time. And so we see Abel was killed at the very beginning. 130 years or so is nothing compared to the 6,000-year age of the universe. And so just as we see from Scripture and as we see from the testimony of the Lord himself, 
The blood of the prophets has indeed been shed since the beginning, since the foundation of the world. So it's very clear from these verses that the Lord Jesus believed in a recent creation. And since Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he still does believe it. And of course, he would know, wouldn't he? After all, he's the creator, so if anyone would know the age of the universe, he would. If the earth is just 6,000 years old, if the universe is just 6,000 years old, evolution is impossible, and that means God created us, and we are accountable to him. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.